0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome one, welcome all to Volume 59 of the nfc east mixtape the greatest crossover ever attempted and successfully landed in the history of all universes galaxies and everything Otherwise, uh, you can listen to this podcast in any of four different places. All of the NSE's homes for SB Nation's team sites. That's Blog on the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Big Blue View, or Hogs Haven. My name is R.J. Cho from Blog on the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation, BLG, who you can also see on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel or
2: Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. How are you, sir? Kind of can see me. Also partially concealed by the mic because it's right in front of me. But I feel like that's just the best mm-hmm. setup audio-wise for me probably should get an arm but i don't have one uh i have two arms attached to my body but i don't have a right, podcast right, yeah. arm talking yeah. about a mic arm one it's of the bendable gear.
1: yeah our our buddy rob stat is a big mic arm fan he's a big like um like well, he's a radio guy you know that's what I'm saying. he's a big radio. like snob when it comes to that kind of stuff um so um blg I, we always kind of start off with like a an eclectic sort of topic before we get into the meat of the show and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you I've I've played this song, I've played this hit a few different times on a few different podcasts, but I've never kicked this can around with you. So I ask you before I offer my two cents, what is one of your biggest pet peeves in life that that a person can do?
2: Um I really don't like noises that are like really annoying and repetitive. So, you know, let's just say any kind of repetitive, annoying noise like that, I just I can't deal with that. Like that is so distracting. Um I, I can't do it.
1: Um, a small one for me is when people ask you to do something, but phrase it like, do you want to like, Hey Brandon, do you want to take out the trash? No, I don't want to do that. Like, just, just like ask me to do it. Like, Hey Brandon, will you please take out the trash? You know what I mean? Like I'll totally do those things. Um, so that's a small one for me, but a, a, a big one, and this is really an expression that I have, uh, a bone to pick with is, you know, BLG, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I hate this, this expression because the expression presents the two things is equal right like you can't have both of these things so like the two options presented here are to eat your cake or to have it what right. is what is to have the cake like what, what how it. that, that like how it. is how is this an equally desirable thing it, like it, like related to eating the cake like why, why would i equally want to do both of these things to where i'm trying to achieve both of them which is when the expression is utilized
2: yeah, what else are you gonna do with the cake? Just look at it, you know, have it out there, and be like, "Wow, that's a good looking cake." Wish I could eat that, but I can't. I,
1: I hate that expression. Like, ugh, he's trying to have cake is good. It by too. the
2: way, that's a, a that's a big problem oh. Cake is do.
1: terrible, but like again, like call it pie or whatever. Like, what what is ha- What is the state of having the thing? Like, how what what good does that do me to have it? Why would I want that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, why would I strive to have both of those things? And even then, if you're eating the cake, are you not no longer having it? Because the cake is gone. You know, so, like, how can you, you – you actually physically cannot do both of those things.
2: Marie Antoinette once said, one said uh, let them eat cake, I believe. That's all I got.
1: Uh, before we get started, a reminder (laughs) to subscribe to your preferred, uh, team site, podcast network, leave a rating, write a review. Those things are always appreciated. If you leave a review, we promise we will read it and do what BLG has dubbed the cross review. If you're a Cowboys fan, go over to bleeding green nation, leave a review, vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we do have a new review, Brandon. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Uh, this comes to us uh, from Mario Cap, who, as you have called him, is a bit of a serial reviewer. Uh, he you know, recently reviewed, actually, and complimented me on my objectivity when it came to picking all of the games for every single NFC East team. He has come again uh, to compliment yours truly. He says, RJ, this was a very fun podcast. Cowboys legacy pick has to be Tom Landry although Roger Staubach is a strong choice in the 1970s Landry lived wait for it Seamus rent free in our heads really loved picking the Doc for the Eagles his is the only official NFL Jersey I own agree Dak is the defining player of the Cowboys
2: rent free weren't the Cowboys like really bad before Landry showed up um I mean he showed up at the very
1: beginning (laughs) so
2: uh I mean they were
1: really bad with him for a long time before mm-hmm. they got good, yes. Okay. And that's what that be pe- like that's another pet peeve, I guess. Like people love to act like things are the same. Like and people do this, for example, like, you know, I remember Peyton Manning threw a lot of interceptions as a rookie. Let's hold off on criticizing Zach Wilson. You know, like something like that. Um crazy. So, so people will be like, you know. If if today's NFL existed back when Tom Landry was coaching, we would have had him fired after the first couple of years and never would have given him a chance. Let's be patient with Jason Garrett. No, it's not the same thing. Um, so that's another pet peeve. So shout out to Pet Peeves, the big winner from today's episode. Um, Here's
2: another sports pet peeve if we want to re- tie it in here to what we actually talk about on the podcast. like okay. So Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm looking at a reply. So I listened to this Phillies podcast that my friends do. Um, and uh, in addition, well, obviously, there's the good fight, which is part of the SB Nation Network, but uh, high hopes, shout as out well. to John Stolness, yes. Um, where uh, someone like so they, they talk about Phillies, but in the last like whatever minute of their podcast, they're like, man, I'm looking forward to Eagle season because the Phillies are so terrible. So they brought up Jalen Hurts, and someone like got so offended about them like not being high on Jalen Hurts that they tweeted at these podcast hosts with this graphic comparing. Jalen Hurts' uh, numbers from his first night. To Lamar starts, Jackson. To, well, to Josh Allen. Oh, of course. And it's oh, like, well, no. Jalen Hurts <laughs> is better. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, that- are you not... Like, I hate to be watched the games, guy, because that's so, like, reductive. And I feel like that gets used in a way where it kind of just throws all stats out the window. But, like, I feel like I've like pivoted back into watch the games because like it's not even comparable like watch watch the freaking games and tell me those players are anything alike like come on like these these numbers do not tell this whole story by any means and also in there. I know you're not the biggest Justin Herbert fan. Oh, but like <laughs> what a this, what a this idea this idea that like Jalen Hurts made the playoffs. And, like, that's this big accomplishment. And the Eagles were down, like, 35-0 to against the Bucs. And Jalen Hurts is like, the clear weakness in that game with the Eagles losing to Tampa Bay. And, like, he should get credit for that while Justin Herbert didn't make the playoffs. But, like, barely. There was, like, a play-in game at the end of the season. And, like, well, like, Jalen Hurts is comparable to Herbert now. Like, well, like stop. Please, just watch them play. Like, watch, watch them actually throw the football and play in the games. They're not comparable. Stop it i will say uh
1: two things before we actually get to our nfc east content and my dog is barking in the background because we record this on tuesdays and tuesdays uh is trash day around here um so but i i, I don't know who tweeted this so I, apologies but i saw this tweet that was like um welcome to the next like 50 years of young quarterbacks being compared to josh allen's rookie season in the nfl or first two years or whatever it was and like you're right like that that's all it's ever going to be it's like well look at josh allen, josh then, allen. he blew up so like and and actually the the example i saw and again I'm, i apologize to whoever initially tweeted it uh was justin herbert like but like in a dunking sense like well if josh allen was this bad and and herbert's already this good imagine how good Herbo's going to be like herbo I, I hate that nickname for him by the way like herbo I've Never heard anyone use that Herbie, wow. herby, herby herbo is going to be i oh you
2: just said this, this graphic god this is so yeah, it's so bad this is it's just like you can't you can't actually believe this you can't look at these numbers and be like yeah actually Joe I, is better." i, than I refuse Josh to Allen. believe
1: that there are people like intellectual people who actually believe like fall for these at this point like i think we like i i somewhat credit the nfc's mixtape for awakening awakening or waking people up to the the vertical photographic that is all the players like who's stopping this offense like a a cousin of that is the graphic you just sent me where it's like a profile picture of two players. And then like the middle is their, their stats compared to one another. Like they're passing yards and this, and this like, who, who are you taking retweet for Joe Burrow? Like for, for Justin Herbert,
2: it's just, well you had this with what D Williams and um, TJ Watt or someone. Uh, or...
1: I showed it. I, I did not have this to be very clear. I just showed it to you. Yeah, but, yeah not, <laughs> it, it was, it, but, yeah. It was uh, actually he or Sam Williams. He wants to go by. There's a lot of confusion okay. there. Wow. Um, and, uh, in Hutchinson, was the uh the other person. So we cowboys really got the better player. Woo. So yeah.
2: Like Uh, it's like the NFL teams aren't privy to this. And it's like only someone who has taken the time to go through the statistical comparison has like out thought everyone.
1: Um it's a different thing. Um obviously and i don't mean to like awaken any sort of political discussion but it's like i'm sure you've seen the meme um this was going around a lot um early in the pandemic but of like a cartoon drawing it's like an old man telling his wife like hey honey look i found some research on the internet that all of the doctors in the world missed like that like it's something like that like <laughs> guys i don't that, know that really
2: is i mean th- speaking to a larger point and not even just that specific thing that is such like where we are today in in <laughs> sports discussion even it's like you can literally believe anything you want yep. because you can find some kind of, you can cherry pick some kind of stat or whatever to just fit your argument
1: um for real i um okay this is my last thing and then we're getting to our our actual subject today i also wanted to say aiden hutchinson of the espionation in a fellowship because you know people should go listen to that show as well um i did you know blg i love to tweet my like you know last time x happened The the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if you saw last weekend, not a few days ago, but last weekend I tweeted that Troy Aikman uh, was entering. when, When Troy Aikman entered his seventh season in the NFL, the Super Bowl was in Arizona and the Dallas Cowboys won that Super Bowl. And I tweeted that Dak Prescott is entering his seventh season in the NFL, that the Super Bowl is in Arizona this year. And so just, you know, but like, hey, like, let's have fun. Let's laugh. And... I don't know why, but this one, this one, I've done this a million times. This one set off so many people. Trey Wingo was in my mentions Mm. all upset. Like this means nothing. I'm like, who thinks that I'm actually out here saying like, well, lock it up. You know, (laughs) like let's go, let's go make the bets. Like, uh, don't even play the season. It's all done. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of pet peeves apparently on our chest. Okay. Um, Pet peeves are sort of negative emotions, which are existent in rivalries, which is mm. my somewhat segue into today's... Segue king right here. Uh, <laughs> segue today's episode. Uh, we are going to rank the NFC East rivalries. Now, Brandon and I individually were both unsure of how many there were. We <laughs> We got together and double-checked. There are six composite NFC East rivalries and i think brandon that we're going to rank them reflective of where the nfc east is today because obviously like you go way back and like things were different a long time ago but like as far as the landscape of the division today
2: i agree mostly i think there is some historical context to consider into the evaluation yeah more than like none at all but yes i think obviously skewing more towards recent because it's it's weird to be like uh let's just say in theory that the commanders and giants had like the greatest all-time rivalry well it's like how could you put that number one right now <laughs> how it's, bad those teams have been it's like, it's you like just can't the, do that
1: the way the nfl tries to force feed packers bears down our throats you know what i mean they're like the NFL's, the nfl's oldest, oldest r- rivalry. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, no it's it's not a rivalry um it's it's just something the packers own that's it like yeah maybe when you know uh
2: i don't know uh Justin Fields gets replaced and the Bears get a good quarterback.
1: I was going to go with like Dick Butkus, also a friend of the Espionation NFL show. Like when he was roaming the streets, like, you know, things a little bit different. But now, you know, Um, I like on this subject. I again, I I, it was some TikTok I saw of a Chicago based podcast. They were talking about Khalil Mack and they were saying it's amazing to consider that the peak of Khalil Mack as a bear was literally the first half of his first game. Like, I like think remember that first half that Sunday night game where he, he was like yeah. owning the Packers. Like it literally never got better than that. That's really amazing to think about. Um, but okay. Do we want to go in ascending order, descending order? How do you want to do this?
2: I think we should go from the bottom, the worst rivalries, to the top. Okay. I so think there ascending. might be more debate at the top. I think some of the bottom ones might be a little bit more, you know, we can kind of just roll through that.
1: And how are you debate defining best rivalry? Like most contentious, most, most heated.
2: Okay. Most juice Yeah, okay. juice factor. Um, I also came up with kind of related, but a little bit separate, like every team's top rival, which I guess we can kind of get to at the end of the podcast. We'll be talking that through here.
1: I wanted to tell you very quickly that right now, Jason Garrett just tweeted. Did you know he's on Twitter now? No. He tweeted, go see at top gun movie exclamation point. Fantastic exclamation point. Quick tip dash. Go back and watch the original first exclamation point it's available on at netflix period loved it for exclamation point i would assume he is <laughs> God, i really would
2: um, i like how this is like a quick tip as in like hey yeah, like, like, oh we didn't of watching you didn't think in case you didn't
1: that this was a sequel go watch the first hey when when jurassic park world dominion conqueror whatever comes out go watch the others you know what a quick tip thank you so much garrett appreciate you have you Um, seen
2: stranger things at all yet i don't want to to be clear before say anything more no spoilers here but just wanted to ask
1: i uh so my wife and i watched the first episodes of obi-wan kenobi over the weekend
2: and i Mm. i want to comment on that but i probably shouldn't (laughs)
1: um yeah uh you shouldn't but um i i think we we all feel the same way about the one thing but anyway um i decided to go back and rewatch season three of stranger things because i kind of remembered it but like i don't totally remember it Um, (laughs) nice pete tweenie over here with the sound (laughs) effects um so i'm in the middle of season three um i don't know why the, the show is so good like i don't i can't put my finger on what the effect is but it's
2: I think Great. it's the juxtaposition of like you know the the bright '80s kind of fun culture and mm-hmm. and like kids, so it's you know not like adults. It's just like something more uh, like less threatening to you in right, one way, right, right, but right. then at the same time there's this really dark stuff going on. So I think the juxtaposition of those two things—that's a good word, by the way—juxtaposed. Juxtap- yeah, very deep point by you. Okay, we're um, fifteen minutes yeah. in.
1: We have to get to the rivalries
2: now. Um, um, but anyway, season four is really good so far. That's all I'll say. No spoilers, but it's really good. Cool. Definitely check it out. Uh,
1: number six for me. The Philadelphia Eagles, what, and Washington Commanders, hmm. again.
2: That's that's that, crazy.
1: That's it, just no, wrong. There, there's some like you know historical juice here and there's the like donovan McNabb factor there's the deshaun jackson factor i do not get up for this game like if this is a primetime game like my most like vivid memory of an eagles uh, washington game is michael vick going off that's it like that that's my most vivid memory of one of these games the I monday night remember. massacre right um i just cannot like think of a, of a game where i watched these two and was like wow that was sick
2: that game like broke Washington sports for a little bit there where I remember there was a, I think it was Chad Dukes, um, who, who may have, have had you on his show before. I know he's, I've been on his show, um, where he just like went on this like 15 minute rant about how Washington is such a joke. Like, that game really broke, uh, at least him, in case, um,
1: in case anyone's unaware, it was a Monday night football game. Uh, it was in Washington,
2: right? Um, it was like just after Washington announced a contract extension with Donovan McNabb
1: um and michael vick this was his one two three four six start so correct me if i'm wrong kevin cobb was the starter at the beginning of that season and then it just like he got hurt or something and that opened the door.
2: right clay matthews and then and that opened the door for vick
1: um and this was michael vick's like reclamation tour in the nfl obviously um and went off 20 of 28 for 333 yards four touchdowns um and had 80 yards off of eight rushing attempts and two scores on the ground. It is literally. I know you're not a big fantasy guy, but one of the most like incredible fantasy performances of all time by a single individual. I remember my cousin Jeremy had Vic going that night, and he was down by like I don't know 40 points and ended up winning. It was sick. Uh, but yeah, so Eagles Commanders to me, eh, eh. and like now the Carson Wentz thing, eh, like it's it's like, juice. It's so fake
2: juice though. Like it's eh. disagree. And maybe that's my Eagles bias showing, but uh I have Commander's Giants in the last spot. I just don't really think there's history here, at least to my knowledge, not in my lifetime. There hasn't really been. Um, I, I just Landon like, what, Collins disagrees. I just feel like this yeah, but he's not even on the team anymore, right? Uh I feel like this has no like do Giants fans and Washington fans like really hate each other? I don't know. It's just These teams have been really bad for a long time or a decent amount of time now and i just don't where's the intrigue to this matchup so i agree to be clear this is fifth on
1: my list so i'm I'm not having like really high but i and maybe this is giving away the top of my list i'll I'll do my best not to but like the division is clearly two halves you know what i'm saying and and has been for what like a decade right which is a long time and so these are like i i I, my wife and i on the subject of, of uh shows and movies um, she had never seen Lord of the Rings. So we're in the process of watching them. I'm obviously rewatching them and we're watching the extended versions. And I don't know if you know this dude, they're like three and a half hours each. So it yeah. it takes like a few sittings anyway. So like to me, the Cowboys and Eagles are Frodo and Samwise whereas the giants and commanders are Marion and pippen right like there's clearly a divide among the the four here um and so like when the two little brothers get together and squabble like there's a little bit of interest to me there like it's like who's who's the superior little brother and i you know so it has a little bit as an objective third-party viewer here it's a little bit more interesting to me and like they had a, like when i think of great games or important games and some of this was just the timing of it all the giants kept kirk cousins out of the playoffs and you love to bring that up like that that game had juice when was like like playoff implication juice that was what six years ago at this point i mean it was a long time ago but like
2: that's exactly my point i
1: can't find an eagles commander's game that had that much juice i mean in in that same stretch of time so you know that's why it's fifth for me
2: i was just gonna ask you i was like when was the last time there was an giants uh washington matchup that like was really important or held a lot of importance it was probably that but even then like well there
1: was also the thursday night game this year that went down to the wire remember taylor heineke and daniel jones that was
2: i'm talking about like going into the game like having like big stakes or having importance like that was a good game at the end you know because of how it ended and everything but it wasn't like an important game by any means going into it well so i don't really know uh eagles washington there's been some eagles washington games over the years like the deshaun game um i'm trying to think of what else i, I don't know well there there's was the,
1: the week one loss two years ago
2: was it two years ago right um yeah. to dwayne haskins's yeah. washington team beginning of the end for carson wentz yeah
1: but like, I mean, I, I, like it's so hard to like include Washington in any of these. I mean, to be very clear here, because like, like again, you know, like my bottom two involve them. Like they're so insignificant. Like, th- can you name a game that had significance that they were involved in that didn't involve the Cowboys? Not like,
0: really. and I
1: mean, like a game in general, not just like the uh, an NFC East game. Like they had that win against Pittsburgh in 2020, but that was like the Steelers really falling apart. I mean, it's just it's the meh. week.
2: Seventeen game between the Eagles and the Washington in twenty twenty, where Washington won the division.
1: See, like that wasn't even a big deal. That was.
2: <laughs> I know. But that's the that's the point. All I right, guess so... that,
1: that adds a, a level of like bitterness to the rivals. I'm I'm fine swapping my my five and six. So I'll put Giants Commanders last. Eagles Commanders five.
2: So then, in number five, I have Cowboys Giants because mm, how dare you. I mean, this game is always a waste of time. It's always a game where it's like, you know, typically Eagles fans want the Giants to win because it's more helpful if the Cowboys lose. I, by the way, rent free, baby. I, I hate the, maybe we've talked about this here, maybe not. I hate the, they should just tie. No, like that, that, is, that is the dumbest take. It's like the most basic take. It, a tie is not helpful. <laughs> like a tie does not help. In most cases, especially if the Cowboys are ahead, you want to see the Cowboys lose. Like, even even if it did help,
1: it's it's so like low. Yeah, it's also a dumb thing. That's to what I'm refer. saying. Like it's so like obvious. Like and another thing I hate is like i could never cheer for the giants to win so i'm rooting for the cowboys to lose like, okay, well, I think that's like, fine but that's no but like that's, that's so lame like let's just let's we can all like say it out loud
2: you know like it's okay like it's just yeah that's disagree i think the framing is fine and that's that's exactly what i'm hoping for i'm hoping the cowboys lose i'm not like happy the giants are winning i'm like yes the cowboys are losing yeah it's great anyway i have cowboys giants here just because the eagles will never get any help from the giants being able to beat the cowboys Dak has never lost to the Giants, right?
1: Uh, that's incorrect. I don't know if you remember. Or recall.
2: like one time in his
1: He got 20... swept by the Giants his rookie season. Um, okay. And then didn't lose After for that, a long though. time. Um and that was it. Um Okay. They... So the one yeah.
2: like fluke year that the Giants had where they clearly like weren't as good as the boat record year. indicated. Right. Yeah. Um so okay, that one season. But Outside of that, he hasn't lost to them, right? I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm very certain that he has not. They they did lose um the uh second game in 2020, but Dak wasn't there, obviously. So
2: right. So I mean, there's just I always like it's a lock. The Cowboys are going to win that game as long as Dak isn't hurt. I will say like modern day,
1: which I mean the Dak era, this is year seven, as pointed out by uh Trey Wingo um of
2: of the DAC era so like obviously also, the guest of the sb nation nfl show that's true
1: point. um so i mean it's been a long time right like since this had juice but i i mean before that there was a lot of juice here i mean it, like the romo eli you know cowboys giants games had a lot of juice um and that's like that makes me so sad that like eli like had these like incredible performances. And so, like, it just makes me sad that it happened against my team. Um, but like, the 2000, look up, look up week one, 2007, the Cowboys won that game, I think, 45 35. Like, that was a shootout against Eli's Giants. Uh, they, that year, they met in the playoffs. Like, we're talking about a team that met in the playoffs and then one of those teams won that game and won the Super Bowl. I mean, so, like, I think, like off of that alone, that happened in the last 15 years. Like, that, you know, revives this a little bit. Uh, that was their first meeting ever, I think, in the playoffs. Um, In 2008, Dallas, their season was, you know, on its final legs and they beat the Giants on Sunday Night Football to keep it alive. They lost to the Ravens the next week, the final game at Texas Stadium, and then 44 to 6 happened. But that was a big time win against the, the Giants that were defending world champs and everything like that. Eli and the giants won the first game ever at what was Cowboys stadium. And now is AT&T stadium. Like there is a lot of like bitterness, this plus like this game. And I think this is maybe what's happened to you. It it's provided a lot of fatigue with how often it was week one. Cowboys giants on the night of football. Like I, I, year. I get that, but like, I also that is another pet peeve of mine. Like people act like when the schedule's coming out, it's like, "Well, here it comes, week one, Cowboys Giants." That hasn't happened in, in five years at this point. It was two thousand seventeen last time, like, but it was
2: happening way too much for right. a while. So
1: like, it hasn't happened in a long time at this point. So my point is have like, have we
2: not gotten Eagles Cowboys week one? I've been beating the drum. I know we got it really early last year though. Was it week
1: three Monday Night Football? Um, it week three, but, but still like, give but, us a week one. Anyway, my point is like, there's a lot of juice here. Um, I think between you know and like. Also, there's a lot of seismic energy that's happened with the Giants. Tony Romo's first like season-ending injury happened on Monday Night Football against the Giants. Tony Romo first came in on Monday Night Football against the Giants in 2006. Dak Prescott's career, or not career, uh, season-ending injury in 2020 uh, happened against the Giants. And Jason Garrett's return to, the, to AT&T Stadium with the Giants against the Cowboys. Like, that's a lot of juice! I mean, like, so I think you're hating on this a little bit.
2: mm it doesn't do a lot for me because I just always feel like the Giants don't even have a chance to be fair. Game. I So like
1: I've already mentioned my six and five Cowboys Giants is fourth. <laughs> so It's not like I have it like incredibly high,
2: but yeah. So I have Eagles Giants fourth and kind of similar Jake reasons. The you, know, <laughs> you know, I love that stat about how Donovan and McNabb had the same amount of wins or whatever against the Giants. Uh, it's just, you know, the, it, it, it it became a point. And it's still kind of at that point where it wasn't even a rivalry anymore. Like it used to be for a a while and arguably some would argue Eagles top rivalry, but then the Eagles just ended up, it's, it's been, it's been so, it's been so one-sided. In fact, that I've brought this up before I'll bring it up again, the Eagles who never had had a series lead against the Giants ever since like 19, whatever, 30 something actually overtook the all-time record against the Giants, which maybe that doesn't mean anything to people. But it kind of speaks to like how dominant the Eagles have been over the Giants for a long time now. And yes, uh, I had a couple of losses to Joe Judge in there. Well, the Eagles clearly worst loss last year in terms of expectation, not in terms of, you know, obviously they got blown out by some teams, but those were better teams. The Giants were terrible and they somehow the Giants didn't even play well in that game. That wasn't even a game the Giants could like feel good about winning. It was just more about like the Eagles like just doing everything they could possibly do to lose and uh embarrass themselves, which they did. So Uh, i have this towards the bottom because even with those wins that hasn't really like shifted the the paradigm here um maybe there's a little more juice with james bradbury leaving but not really not not, i don't think that really does a lot i think this is kind of a a lame robbery that could get reheated up again in the future but right now is dormant
1: so i have this so i've already mentioned my six five and four this is third for me so i like we're you know, basically following my list, um you know, just shout out to me um to me, this does have some reheated energy, obviously with the joe judge victory like but it's it's really big like meme energy, you know what I mean like it there's energy nonetheless, but it's it's kind of like embarrassing energy you know it's, it's it's not like you know we're not talking like raven Steelers here but like there is something there um and i think the judge win was important for the you know the rivalry sake given all the chatter about we want the eagles week one blah 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 like it, it was stupid and it was lame and it was unjustified but they did like kind of call their shot and and they walked the walk that they talked um so i i will say like this is a i think you agree so much to a rivalry is what does it look like like it's it's got to like pop for me like i it needs to have like some visual energy and these are the two most muted uniforms that the nfc east has to offer um and i say that even though the commanders have like an array of terrible ones but so it's it's difficult to like i don't look at those two helmets like like i I can't see the pregame for this game and like see the giants helmet on one end of the stage and the eagles helmet on another and get pumped but um it's it's just it's low-key it's I think it's it's got some semblance of hatred it's not really a rivalry it's just like we hate that they exist sort of thing
2: I think the thing you can say about the Eagles Giants rivalry is they have the closest geographical proximity sure that that's something and growing up like I did in the New Jersey Philly area uh I knew Giants fans so that kind of like added to it I would say that was different in that I feel like Giants, Eagle Sands, at least my understanding of the rivalry, my experience with it was that it's kind of more of like a like a brotherly thing, kind of brotherly, brotherly rivalry, whereas like Cowboy Sand, that was like more hatred. Like mm-hmm. Giant Sands, you messed with and it could get bitter, but there was also like maybe some like I don't know, unsaid respect or something where cowboy sands is just pure hatred, like no redeeming qualities at all. At least that's how it was for me. I know people who lived kind of more in the DMV area and they felt like that way strongly about the commander so part of it i'm sure is where you live um so i just wanted to add that in there Uh, i do again i do think this will heat up again when the giants potentially get better which maybe they're on the path towards but for now again it's just kind of laying low and not a whole lot of juice to these matchups i feel like the eagles have dominated this team not unlike the cowboys that you look at the schedule and the Eagles deserve the benefit of the doubt. Whereas I will not do that with the Cowboys because mm. they've had the Eagles number in recent years. Like I just give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt. And if they lose to the Giants, I'm not going to feel like dumb for, for, for not believing in New York. It's more of just like, again, do the Eagles beat themselves? And they did last year.
1: Um, I don't know how you can give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt when they lost to this team a year ago. So I mean, again,
2: but it wasn't even the Giants playing well. It's not like it I happened. slept on the Giants, but I didn't sleep on the Giants. I like mm. gave the Eagles too much credit <laughs> Mm, I don't know. Uh, okay. I think Giants fans would tell you that win was not like in any way like like encouraging for them. They didn't do any like they, they did not play well. There was nothing you could point to in that game. And be like, yeah, I mean, the defense did some good things, but okay, with like who with pieces that are there for years to come? No.
0: Um. Fine. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is.
1: okay so that's fourth for you that's fourth okay i'm ass- so i'm assuming then um so we've i've gotten through my sixth fifth fourth and third because i had eagles mm-hmm. giants um third so that means we're up to your third i'm gonna assume you have cowboys commanders third and eagles yep. Commanders second yep okay so um just so we're clear i have cowboys Commanders second um so you have you have so we both have our team and the commanders second correct yes okay so we we kind of touched on eagles commanders and you defended it so i understand why since you have it second and i have it
2: sixth um the wins factor adds to it for sure if he wasn't here but like what if what if he doesn't even
1: play like you know what i mean like what what if it's like an embarrassment like i don't know that we can like lock that in right now
2: well, maybe he doesn't, but for now he is projected to. So that's how I'm gonna play it. I mean, what if Dak gets hurt in week one? I don't know. Like you're just throwing hypotheticals out there.
1: Um, I guess. Um, it's it's amazing that the last two technically franchise quarterbacks for the Eagles have both wound up starting for Washington.
2: That's amazing right. if you really think about it. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> also, how is Washington like? Yeah, we got it. Don't worry. <laughs> this is definitely gonna work out this time. Even if you go back to Sonny Jurgensen, too, and that one did work out more for Washington, but still, it's kind of crazy how you have division rivals uh, repurposing the other team's quarterback.
1: I still don't there's no Eagles commanders juice that like it's be pumped, but I guess I am pumped to watch the Wentz thing. But I'm really, really rooting for Wentz. Like I really, really want to see that so be Yeah. Um but okay, so Cowboys Commanders. Um I I would argue that this is maybe the most historical
2: rivalry of all of them. Yeah. Um and you always hear that. That's like always the thing. It's like, oh, you know, because people will be like Eagles, Cowboys, because it's more of the recent thing. But no, actually, it's Commanders or Washington. Does. Right.
1: Um, this goes way back. Like this. This is like the OG. Um, like into the seventies, like, and you know, we didn't even mention, by the way, Lawrence Taylor, um, who who we talked about last week, by the way, but I mean, had a big role, obviously, in this, in this, all these rivalries, but um, in the Giants Commanders rivalry, I mean, obviously with Joe theisman but um, but like that's that was like, the, I think that was the maybe the maybe the true first rivalry, like deep hatred, you know, whatever, um, and so it's maybe the the longest standing one. It's I think over, you could argue over the Jerry Jones era really lost juice like like th- th- maybe that whole time and that isn't like i'm not saying it's jerry's fault just like from a timeline perspective that's uh, cuz you could also say like the Dan Snyder era has really been when it's like kind of lost its juice um but yeah i mean like you know i will say they are they're my favorite team for the Cowboys to play on thanksgiving cuz it feels the most thanksgivingy you know what i mean like and i like i want that game on fox like it just it, it checks all the like nostalgia boxes for me um and, and, the, you know, I like, you know, Dallas got swept by them in 2012, the you know, RG threes year and that was really painful, but like, that was the last time I really like hated them because it was annoying, right? Like they were good and they, it was frustrating. And, you know, you were nervous about what RG three presented over the course of his career, but I mean, there have been a lot of, you know, tense moments, but there have like in our lifetimes, um, you know, for the 30 something year old, there haven't been a lot of like true contentious moments. I would say the, the most the the one people probably remember the most and i don't know how well you remember this but uh, the penultimate game of 2013 Dallas was clinging to a playoff spot and had to win out and tony romo threw what, what we what we didn't know while while hurt a uh, game winning touchdown to demarco murray Dallas kept their season alive and Romo had to miss the season finale that Kyle Lorton started against uh, Nick Foles' Eagles. And so that was the last like, man, this is intense. Um, this is a team that Dak has owned forever, uh, basically, except for a handful of moments, obviously, the 2020 season notwithstanding. But, uh, but yeah, Dallas Washington goes way back.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've really ever hated Washington in my lifetime, which kind of takes the luster out of me putting them at number 2. But again, we talked about this being more recent, and I think the Wentz thing is really big for the Eagles perspective, uh and probably the Washington too. But um yeah, I just it's tough. It's tough to give Washington a lot of juice here. Um
1: they they are the true little brother. Like I think if every team in the division picked a little brother, it would be Washington because they do the dumb stuff. Like like the benches last year. You know what I mean? Like they they like cannot get. It's it's not enough that Dan Snyder is a terrible person and has ruined the franchise and everything. But like even Ron Rivera can't get at. Like they they continually make terrible decisions over and over and over and over again.
2: And that's why I think they're so unthreatening. Ultimately, mm-hmm. when like, when was the last time? And the answer is the RG three season. that like you felt like legitimately threatened by Washington, like that they were going to have some kind of sustained success in the division. Like maybe okay, they're they're good in a given year, but like when was the last time you were actually kind of be like, oh no, this team might be a problem?
1: There isn't and an answer. It was then. I but, I will yeah, say RG three. There there are also like, and I think you would agree with here. There are some like Thursday or Sunday or Monday night games where you're excited. To root against your NFC rival, right? Like I don't know, there's like a Monday night game and the Eagles are playing the Saints, and you are like pumped to root for the Saints that night, or like you know whatever, it's Saints Cowboys or what you're like Packers Cowboys. Like I'm sure you like love rooting for the Packers in those moments, and like I can't I can't think of a time where I've like enjoyed rooting for a different team against Washington in that kind of spot because it's it's never significant, and that's the thing too, like you know, the Eagles play, if they're not playing the Cowboys, they play legitimate teams in those windows and the Cowboys vice versa. Right. So like you get to root for, again, the Packers or the, the saints or, you know, the Seahawks teams like that. Like the Washington doesn't like if Washington isn't playing an NFC East rival in primetime, like who are they playing? That's good. Can you think of a, of a primetime game they've played against a non NFC East team that was like a, a quality opponent? Not really. No, you can't. It doesn't exist. Doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. And that, again, speaks to Dan Snyder being a terrible owner and kind of really, really providing like a safety net for (laughs) Washington's rivals of like ever having to not worry about them. So uh, all that said, again, the Wentz thing is just a lot of juice to me. Eagles fans take over that stadium. Um, It's a big gap. Look, it's not like the spot from one to two is equal to the spot from two to three Mm -hmm. there's a big gap. Um, but they're here right now in part because I think a lot of the other ones lack juice. It's look, it's been a division of two teams really for a other than, you know, like a stray year here and there by Washington, who won the division with a sub 500 record. Their last Um, two
1: have happened when the Cowboys franchise quarterback was hurt for the season.
2: Just put that out there. So not exactly the biggest threat here. So it's only natural that they would all rank behind the thing that, of course, we would rank top on the list.
1: I just want to say this. When it comes to number one, only one of these teams, when it comes to the number one rivalry, refers to the weak by the name of the other team. That's that's a one way thing like like it is for Cowboys uh, Eagles no Cowboys fans. like it's, Philly. Your top it's Philly week it's, it's your top Philadelphia week it's oh my your... gosh like it's and so like who do you have I can guarantee the you, there's there's no list. content at Blogging the boys that's like it's Philly week so rent free baby rent you have, who do you have at
2: the top of your list here rent free I I want to say who do you have at the top of your list I
1: we have the same thing at the top of our list
2: oh interesting
1: yeah, I mean, again, so the, the Eagles are the, the most are the important one in the division. The Eagles say. are the best little brother. Like that's really all I can offer you. I mean, yeah. Who's the Cowboys' top rival? It's the Eagles. I mean, right now in our <laughs> lifetime. And, but you know what? Like, it that is really like a. It's not even a twenty first century thing because I was I was think, obviously thinking about this in preparation for this. It's really like a two thousand eleven since thing. Like it's it's like the last. 10 ish years maybe like that that 2013 week 17 game was like the beginning of it because even before that and i'm being totally truthful here from a dallas perspective there was no like real threat like i was never like oh like yes 44 to 6 was very painful and that was annoying um but other than that like and the uh, yeah 2009 had the playoff when so like last time these two teams met in the playoffs dallas won i mean like but this this rivalry was really lacking like it really really
2: was lifted by the 2016 nfl draft it is a bummer to that point you just made there that like these teams haven't met in the playoffs more often and then really just nfc east teams as a whole because the division has been not great uh maybe not as bad as everyone likes to say the nfc least but it certainly hasn't been great and uh, that kind of you know takes the luster at a lot of these rivalries, is because you're not even seeing good like playoff matchups that add to rivalries. So uh, it's definitely a big factor here. And it's crazy, like even for this being the top division rivalry. Again, when was the last time we saw a Week One game? When was the last time we saw a playoff game? And even when they were in that playoff game, which was what the twenty
1: that was two thousand nine the playoff two
2: thousand nine season. Donovan McNabb's air guitar, baby. Well, it was really dumb too because the Eagles what lost to the Cowboys in Week Seventeen that yeah. year. And then I, I had no confidence they were going to be. Every no one had any confidence the Eagles were going to win the next game because they just gotten beat. So that game didn't even have like I think the most juice. It's, uh, heading into that
1: one it's like that's the thing like the juice that this rivalry has had has really had very little to do with the games that they've played against one another um which is unfortunate and even like we've brought this point up several times and i know i've mentioned it for years on BGN radio even since 2016 in the the DAC, i guess went still but formerly went's era like mostly the games in philadelphia have meant nothing Like, the the only real consequential one was 2018, which Dallas won, and 2019, where Dak was hurt, but, you know, still Philly won. So, like, we've gotten, in the last six years, two games of consequence in Philadelphia. So, like, I don't want to say we're hypocrites, but, like, like they have been the two best teams, but their games against one another have generally been meaningless.
2: That that says more about the quality or lack thereof in the division of these. I would also say at end of the scheduling games.
1: because they they had the yeah. they've had three games in the final week of the regular season. So like half of the time that's that's all the more reason why they should have one in week one because you've effed this up in the past. I agree with you. Um, I do want to bring this up so shout out to Mark Lane, who hosts a podcast for us that comes out on Mondays on the Blog on the Boys Podcast Network. Um, it's called Hidden Yardage. Um, he specifically made a joke about how you specifically should be aware of the Cowboys record at Lincoln Financial Field, a.k.a. The Link. Do you know, uh, Brandon, who or what, what each team's record at the Link is? Each other team, uh, Dallas, Washington, and, and New York, obviously.
2: Since when? Since the Link All opened. Time? Yeah. Since so week, what, we, what 2000 and three four uh three three no so i know that but i do know that there was a long stretch there where like the eagles could only win in at&t and then the cowboys could only win in philly
1: so uh the giants are six and 14 at the link i'm surprised it's that 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 does include uh what was it the 2008 no, that no who, well there was a playoff loss in there i'd forget what year it was uh, but that does include the playoffs um the commanders are 8 and 11 at the link um so you yeah, know a little bit closer to 500 the dallas cowboys the only team above 500 they are 11 and 8 but to the point we mentioned um two of those wins were week 17 of 16 and week 18 last year and one of the losses um or sorry no week uh, it was 2017 week 17, it was, it was and, 2017, week 17 yeah. and the loss was the year before so and it, that was a terrible game it was 6-0 I know uh but so yeah you've got some some weird stuff there but you know still Cowboys the only team with uh you know an above 500 record at the link so they own it basically is my
2: point mm. what's the Eagles record in AT&T Stadium in that time I don't
1: know I don't have that information I didn't look that up I I prepared what I needed to for this show did mm-hmm. you i mean no uh by the way uh mark also added that the cowboys are the only nfc east team to have eight or more wins in all of their divisional opponents venues um so Can fed I hang
2: a banner for that
1: fedex field is the oldest of uh the four big shocker there dan Snyder. Um, dallas is 16 and 9 there as mentioned uh, dallas is 11 and 8 at the link and keep in mind metlife stadium opened in just 2010 so not incredibly long ago, but still, and Dallas already has eight wins. They are eight and four there. Um so, you know, that really speaks to um, you know, who the Cowboys are as Bear Parks in the background.
2: So we talked about the Cowboys top rival being the Eagles. Eagles top rival, Cowboys. Who do you think the Giants top rival is? It's
1: the Cowboys. I think everyone's is the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I it think- is.
2: I don't know it's
1: the cowboys because the last time they were relevant it was the cowboys
2: it's i think Giants fans might say eagles i think they might hate the eagles more than the cowboys i i mean maybe like the older
1: people from like a proximity standpoint but it's the cowboys like they the cowboys own everybody like and i know that that bothers you to admit but we both know that washington's top rival is dallas i mean new york's is definitely dallas and but i would say that new york owned the rivalry in the moments that mattered like the playoffs
2: in having one of the biggest Advantages in the NFL. A quarterback playing well on a rookie contract, a day three pick, and the cowboys owning their division rivals through all this stretch. What do they have to show for it?
1: That really is like when you say it like that, it is super. It pathetic. just takes the like, wind <laughs> out of the sails completely. No, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's like you've you found a day three franchise quarterback. A- already impossible, right? Like, so like you, you've already like right. you know pulled yeah. off this incredible thing. You have completely owned your division since then a a, a very difficult proposition nonetheless and that's why like i hate people that are like oh tom brady had the afc east to play it's not like it was difficult there goes the mail truck um what what, like what what has been stopping you dallas like like the the big bad nfc east like you know it's it's been Nothing like, and, not and it only- hasn't
2: been like they've been in a loaded conference, and like you know, let's just say for the NBA equivalent, like the Warriors, they like it's like the Cowboys got to multiple Super Bowls, but they ran into like this juggernaut team every year that they just couldn't get by. Um, Like LeBron had some issues with that. Right, right, right. Uh, it's not even like that. Like they, 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 they what? Like two playoff wins, one playoff win.
1: They have. I in I mean since when
2: like are you being specific Yeah I don't know like whatever in the stretch that they've dominated the rest of the division Um I mean
1: well in long. in the DAC era if you want to like include that they have one playoff win um mm-hmm. but they've made it to the divisional round twice cuz I, I I I think that like, And despite playing at home too No but having, like, like the I I don't mean to make this about this but like I think that that is something that should be like given as a point of credit to people, but more so now, now that there's only one buy in each conference, but like people act like, Oh, well they lost their first playoff game. Yes, that's true. But they, you know, they earned a buy like that. That's a, it's not the same thing as winning a playoff game, obviously, but it's, it's worthy of like mentioning it out loud. Is all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's
2: more embarrassing when they lose,
1: um, only one playoff win and it was against the Seahawks and they were embarrassed, um, in their most recent one by a different rival. I think a different show we need to do is the each team's non or top non-nfc east rival because for dallas it's
2: probably san francisco cowboys the last three playoff games have been against nfc west teams
1: yes the niners who they lost to the rams who they lost to and that came one week after the seahawks who the they, seahawks so
2: they beat maybe they'll get the cardinals this year and win
1: an old school nfc east team the 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 real NFC East back back when the Phoenix Cardinals were playing. I remember it was so awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure
2: I'm sure our audience appreciates you mocking. <laughs>
1: uh what else? Do we have anything else you want to add? Anything else? No. Nothing, nothing at all. Um nope. okay. Well, um that about does it for this week's edition of the NFC East mixtape. Brandon did not spoil season four of Stranger Things to everybody. So shout out to him. Um, i not done yet. Well, where are you at? What episode are you on? Because I know they're super long.
2: So if I'm not mistaken, I haven't done my own research on this. But uh, I think there's like, it's like one of those things where they do like, uh, there's like a gap. Like this is like season this four. Is, this but is volume one half. of season four. Yeah.
1: Volume one of two. Yeah.
2: Which is kind of BS, but whatever. Um, I think I'm like five or Four or five or six, somewhere in there. Mm. Um, so, so I have
1: I have a last couple of quick questions on on this. When you're watching a show that you're like you're, you're into, it's not like a show you're casually watching. All right, and you get like a text message or something. Do you do you check it while you or do you pause the show to, to like address the phone?
2: Well, there's a lot of different variables here. Sometimes I'm watching on my phone, so maybe uh, if it's depressing and I'm just there anyway, and I'm looking at the screen and I want to go to the next screen. Okay, You're watching uh, it on TV
1: for the, for the sake of watching the it on cycle. TV.
2: Yeah. And I'm probably not looking at my phone, but that's I don't,
1: but like you feel the notification on your watch or you hear it. I or don't,
2: something. I don't have notifications except for phone calls in terms of like things that vibrate or yeah, it just vibrate. I don't, oh, that I don't says have a any lot notifications on my phone. that. Me, I look at my phone enough that I don't need it. And also I don't need to be looking at my phone even more than I do. I don't, I don't, I don't need extra reminders. I have things that are like, if they're really important again, like a phone call or whatever, Um, but nothing, uh, nothing super pressing. Do you like close
1: the shades and everything you make it like a movie theater experience? Um, not really. Okay. What's the, what's the food situation when you're watching stranger things?
2: I mean, it depends what time I'm watching it.
1: What about the last time you watched it?
2: I feel like something scarier. I'm not necessarily hungry.
1: Hmm. Yeah. See, like, like I think, like for some like Stranger Things, I want like gummy
2: worms. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, that's the thing too. Like Stranger Things can kind of be gross sometimes. Some of the things are like kind of gross. I'm not trying uh, to like eat mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Like mm, I'm gonna have this spaghetti with sauce as like there's like blood or like like weird goopy stuff going on. Goopy,
1: not a word you use often. I mean, like I don't mean you shout specifically.
2: Out, shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow. Um. Her company, Goop. I did not know that. So boom. You ever um, check out a uh, smart
1: No, I don't know any of the words you're saying right now. Like <laughs> it's
2: a podcast with Will Arnett, uh, Jason Bateman and Sean young.
1: I tell you what I did over the weekend, watch Chippendale, the new one that will mm. Arnett is in. It was legit. Um, I said oh, it was yeah. for my son. How was it?
2: Did you it, like it? Oh, <laughs> did you think it was, do you think it was good?
1: <laughs> wow. Will Arnett and Russell Wilson. Hey, uh, it hey, will, um, uh, you know, uh, win our, our, our child. This, I mean, lo- like cannot get enough. I mean, we put it on and he just, I mean, he just loves it. I mean, we just love all the productions you're in. And, you know, I, I have, um, I have a, a production company myself you know when i'm i, I just i don't get a lot of time in. you know I'm, I'm i'm always moving and grinding and hustling and i believe in, in putting positive energy into things and um and so i put i put energy into all my things and but when i have time and i have the energy and i, I put it into my craft because i'm always working um yeah I would, I would love to collab with you i mean you're just you're such a talented you know person i, I would love to to have our paths
2: cross. what do you think will uh reese's uh, <laughs> stop and have a reese's cup <laughs> Two great it, tastes that taste great together. I,
1: uh, I, I, put a, I spend a million dollars on my body and, and my health and wellness, and um, I, I haven't had a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup um, since my time at, at Wisconsin. Um, you know, go Badgers, right? <laughs> Rose Bowl. Uh, Broncos country. That's right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, wow. Thank you, uh, Russell and Will, for the guest appearances um, on nice. the NFC's mixtape. Um, okay, Brandon, it's time to leave. Uh, send us home with the Stranger Things theme
2: song.
0: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts.